Thank you for listening to the Starburns Audio Podcast Network. We have so many great comedy shows to add to your playlist. Just last week on Starburns Audio, on Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, Gilbert and Frank are joined by the legendary Alan and Adam Arkin. On The Untold Hour, Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser are joined by Connor Gosell, the man behind the Haunted Historian Instagram account. On Small Doses, Amanda Seals is going full cancer season this week, talking about the side effects of feelings. This week on Profiles and Eccentricity, an interview with Bill & Ted creators Chris Matheson covering his new book, His Famous Father, and Time Travel's Most Excellent Adventurers. On That Black Ass Show, W. Kamau Bell, writer, comedian, and host of CNN's United Shades of America, joins Dulce Sloan in celebrating Spike Lee's 1992 film, Malcolm X. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows, featuring hosts like Shane Moss, Miss Pat, and the Scholar Brothers. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show, and remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 8989 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 8989. Enjoy! You're listening to Comedy Central. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, I gotta figure this out. Another announcement? I, I gotta figure this out. Are you two gonna fucking battle in season three? What? I challenged a couple weeks ago. I remember I ch- that. Are you I guys ch- gonna fucking do it? I challenged the twins, Randy and Jason, to battle each other. Now... And at the time, at the time, it looked like you had you, you would rather kill each other than do that. But. I I love this guy like a brother. Uh, <laughs> I'll use that in the show. Uh, you know what? We'll do it for you guys because we love yeah! this. Fucking love it! Battle! 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 I love you guys. Hey, it's the Roast Battle Podcast. I'm here with Pat, Coach, and we're sitting down with the Roastmaster General Jeffrey Ross recapping Family Night. Now, Jeff, this was your big idea to bring families together, or at least split them up maybe after this one. <laughs> and you had a husband and wife and Joe List, Sarah Tolomash, and then identical twins, Randy and Jason Scalar Battle. Now, how did this come to my how did this how did this idea come to you? Well, we'd had a lot of exes battle in the belly room. You'd you'd book people that have dated and right. i always thought wow man i don't know if i could handle that, that <laughs> and then i try to like follow that discomfort 
You go, mm-hmm. why? Why would that be so scary? You know, that's got to be the scariest thing ever. Roasting a family member, a loved one, an yeah. ex, yeah. Uh, or, or somebody you like. Yeah. You know, and I do know a couple that roasted each other once and became a couple. So, like, <laughs> sometimes the tension of it all is exciting. It's really fun to watch. Um, I think that when uh, the Slar brothers agreed to be roasty, to roast battle one another, which was historic already, brothers, twins, and their careers are intertwined. You right. know, who is the funniest Slar brother? That was the mission. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not the one that died at childbirth <laughs> which was the joke I think I did on them right and and find out really what makes them tick see if we can learn anything about them and what we learned was they really are both funny they Absolutely. really do both crush it they are a team in the most beautiful sense yeah because that one ends up in a draw so we'll yeah. never know who's funnier now we did it <laughs> we did a sudden death with that and in the end I, I you know I called it a draw um, so I did hear some people, you know, saying that was a not a great call because people want a satisfying ending, which is one Sklar brother being funnier than the other. If you're a Sklar Brothers fan or the Sklar Brothers, <laughs> that is not a satisfying ending. That is not going to generate ticket sales now yeah. that we know that Jason's funnier than Randy or Randy's funnier than Jason. Yeah. It doesn't help anybody. The fans don't, I mean... So you saved their bottom line, basically. I feel like we <laughs> we also give more credibility to, to the judging because who, who are you going to tell me? You got a real reason one was funnier than the other? No. And that's the that's the thing. It was, it was close enough yeah. where, you know, even if some people thought Randy edged it or Jason edged it, there's nobody who could say definitively yeah. that one of them won. And if I can't say it definitively and I feel myself picking somebody I might like better... Then I call it. Then I stop myself. Like I have that filter. That, that's how you judge. Not every judge. Not every. Yes. Right. And not every judge does that. Judges go uh, in ahead yeah. of time knowing they're going to pick their friend. Right. Or you know. So I, not all the time, but I think sometimes. You have to be like, unbiased. Yeah. As the roastmaster, you right. have to be unbiased. And I've noticed like a lot of times in the belly room show, black people will say I'm picking the black guy, and women will say I'm picking the women. Because you're a woman. It's like, to me, that does a disservice to what the judging of roast battle is, which is in the moment. Gotcha. You know, I, I don't like anyone more or less th- enough to, like, cheat. Like, you know, if you and Coach T are roast battling, you know. You're going to pick the black one. I, 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 maybe, I know you, <laughs> maybe I know you better, Moses, but yeah. if he does a better battle, not that he battles, but uh, or yeah. we battle. But I'm just saying, probably, like, I don't pick my friends. <laughs> he killed the sound you, you hear that, Moses? No more blacks or women judging from now on. That's what I got out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump presents roast battle. <laughs> they, went, they went double overtime, too. Like, they called for one of their oh, own yeah, overtimes, yeah, yeah. and then uh, there was an official overtime, and after all of that, yeah, he the, still didn't. Still the live battle, yeah, yeah. I feel like they earned that draw. The draw is a perfect perfect outcome for them i didn't yeah. think about it beforehand um m- maybe tossing it to the audience wasn't my best moment but we were really out of options right the ref didn't call anything so i, I, yeah, kept I wasn't going. gonna call that because yeah, yeah you said it, if it wasn't definitive i wasn't gonna call it yeah you know? and, battle, and it's best and worst the judging is a little um punk rock and it's great because we actually have the Sklar Brothers coming up a little bit later to interview them about their, their battle oh, cool. and how they felt. Oh, great. Now let's talk about one that was clearly not a draw. Joe List and Sarah Tolomash. <laughs> that wasn't clear. 
That was clear. That you was clear. You I, love I felt like that was you clear. You love Joe List. I like Joe you're, you're List. You're biased in that sense. I, I th- she did her thing, but he was all right. As a husband, not saying I think he you're biased. wasn't. I think you're standing behind the man because you're a husband also. I no, thought Sarah Tolomash, I thought her performance was next level last night. Uh, she killed night. it, yeah. I mean, I, th- I thought it was clear. It was clear? She took him down, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, man. He had some great moments, but they were like it, kind of in the comebacks, and he was, he was hitting and being funny. I, but there, a lot of it, I really feel like she roast battled. Yeah. I, I think the... Per- <laughs> yeah. the She's the, got a side of her that is like the percep- roast battler. I guess my concern is the perception of it is how hard could Joe really go and still have go a connection with the flam? No, I, I was worried about their marriage, but I think they have such a good connection that it's okay. I was completely wrong about that. But how this hard... Is the first time we've always had paramedics and um, PTSD experts backstage. <laughs> this is the first time we had a divorce lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> But how, hard, the how hard could he have gone and, and, and not lose the crowd, though? Because I felt like he was like, what can I really do? He was you know? definitely teetering on losing the crowd a couple of times. That's what I'm saying. Through no fault of his own. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, just, I, I wanna, stop I wanna, pick on your wife, buddy. Exactly. Right. As if she didn't sort of sign up for this. Right. You know, they're both yeah. in it together. People forget that sometimes. They're, yeah, we're not making them do this. They're, they're voluntarily doing this. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. She, yeah. I think it's probably cathartic and... I bet they had the best fucking fuck session of their entire marriage. Yeah, Jim. Because what could be hotter than... Were you there? No, but I'm guaranteed they said let's roast at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we got to play a clip from their battle, uh, Joe and Sarah. But before we do that, I have a special announcement. Hey, guys, we got a book about us. Um, be sure to check out the new book, Ringside at the Roast Battle, by journalist Julie Seabaugh. She traces the story of the show from comedy store open mic to global phenom in five short years. Also featuring on-the-scene photos by Troy Conrad. Ringside at the Roast Battle is available now at Amazon.com. And right now, listen to Joe versus Sarah. Joe, Sarah, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> Husband, wife, till death do you part. Joe, you may diss the bride. Let's roast! Oh, thank you. Uh, Sarah and I, uh, we did get married last year. Sarah refused to take my name because she's a strong, independent woman who makes her living opening for her stronger, more successful husband. <laughs> When I first started dating Joe, he was an alcoholic, has OCD and herpes. I know, he had more red flags than the Chinese army, except the Chinese army has a chin. (laughs) I love you. Sarah, you beautiful, talented woman. Um, I'm not good at this. Sarah and I have our own uh, Me Too story, unfortunately. Um, Every time someone comes up to me and says, I think your wife stinks at comedy, I say, me too. (laughs) Ouch. Joe has uh, OCD, which is weird, because his dick is a mess. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Wow, God. 
Hey, this is Brian Moses with the Roast Battle Podcast, and we're here with the Scalar Brothers post-battle, where their battle resulted in a draw. Fellas, how do you feel post-battle? It was great. I mean, I, we loved it, because we didn't know what to expect. I mean, we, we've judged a ton of battles in the belly room. It's our favorite thing to do. Thank uh, you. Truthfully, hey, listen, I mean, he's the Roast Master, but I mean, we have a great time doing it, because it's part... You know, I watch the battle for real. You know, we really judge it for real and say, this is what you need to do better. And this is what you could have done here, also with a bunch of comedy. So we know it really well and we love it, but never did we think, oh, we can do this. And, you know, because it's also not like when you think about what our act is, our act is like building on each other as opposed to tearing each other down. And so we just weren't sure we could, we could. What I, what I mean, what I loved about the battle was you talk about how your regular act is building each other up. And that's. What you did in the battle while tearing each other down, like the exchange about the hemorrhoids earlier, like yeah. the chemistry, even when you guys went in on Jezelnik or Jeff together. I mean, that yeah. was my favorite. Uh, Jezel, because I was yeah. like, he's coming at us with fight. He's going to come out with something. And his joke, uh, I've seen you guys, uh, I know you guys for a long time. It was just nice to see you guys get laughs on stage. Which I told, my, I told Dan Van Kirk, who does the podcast, Don't People Down With Us. And he was nice like, plug. and Dan, thank you. And Dan was like, uh, so Dan, who's ever the positive person, is like, so he had to admit you guys got laughs. Even in the rip, even yeah, in the, the rip, we like, so yeah, we, were yeah. like, we were ready for it, and I was, we just were so ready to be like, we wanted to do what's called when, when each of us start to pile on. Our friend Scott Rogowski, who hosts HQ, another plug, sorry, but our friend Scott Rogowski. <laughs> Calls How many name drops are you going to have this show? He calls I mean, them Scalarvalanches. Oh, it's like oh. an avalanche. Joke, 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 joke. So yeah. it's like, okay, Jesnick. But yeah. but but you talk about, uh, and we talk about this with you with Mo Moses. We're I mean we're studiers of this of the roast battle. We love the roast battle. Nobody promotes yeah. it more than we do on our Thank podcast you. and in general in the world, uh, because we do feel like we came to it as fans and then got to be a part of it. But I do think that the best roasters are the people who take the roasting format and they're doing it, but then they make it their own and put Absolutely. it in their own voice. So it sounds like them. It's unlike anything that's come before it, but it's still roasting. Right. You guys yeah. put it in two voices. By the yeah. Way. So it was in an energy between the two of us, Pat, where we're like, okay, there's got to be energy between the two of us. The way we normally fight when we fight in our lives, it, it, that has to translate. There has to be real anger between the two of us. There has to be dialogue in between the judges. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. is funny. The asides, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 all of that stuff it brings it, it to life. And even if you're not saying a joke, even if Jay was like on stage, one of my favorite moments is like, "Can I get to my joke?" Like, oh, that was my I'm favorite like, too. Get, I'm like, "What are you doing? Get yeah. to it." I mean, my, my my favorite moment was that you brought that energy that we're used to at the roast battle into it when you demanded your own overtime when Moses tried to get on stage and you were like, you're "No, like, we got more." Because I was feeling the energy, so I love the realness of the reaction and then what that made us do, and then waving you off, yeah. and then like in the middle being like, "How come no one's roasted Jeff?" Yeah, Nobody's loved it. Jeff, and yeah. I'm like, thank you guys, finally. Because yeah. we know great roast comes from love, and there was a lot of love between the two of us, you know. Absolutely. And, and it for showed. Jeff, and for Jeff, and too. And for Jeff, too. I mean, that's our, I remember, like, in 1994, going to New York and working at Boston Comedy Club with Jeff Ross, who had hair at that time. That's how fucking long ago it was. <laughs> but he's doing bits about, like, living with his grandpa and his grandpa's saggy balls. And, I mean, I can remember all these. <laughs> Classics. He was. Classic it, balls. We had him on our show in 97. Like, Jeff has been a part of stuff that we've done. Absolutely. Forever. So, to be able to, like, give it to him felt great. It just yeah. felt great. And he loved it, too. Loved he it. Loved, loved yeah. it. 
He loved it. And I, and again, in that moment, we were saying, almost saying thank you for pushing us to, to do this. Yeah, because you guys didn't want to. Initially. We did not want to. Originally, you and, and Jeff asked us, uh, and we initially said, I don't think so. And then Jeff said, just, you know, do it. But Because Jeff's like, in my mind, I see what this is going to be. He could see, because he has, has this wide view of the whole thing, and he was like... This is going to be great because we've never done this before, and you guys can do this in a way. And I know and we've never both. done it before. We built right. a whole career that's been in a different direction. That the whole yeah. career was almost a setup for this being a punchline. A hundred percent, by the way. I mean, I, I, we could all see it. And then, like every time you guys were in the belly room judging, we could see it too. Like, oh my god, these guys going at each other. You guys scolarized the uh, the rose battle. <laughs> so what I loved is when a week before we're judging mm-hmm. in the belly room, and before it's over, it's on Periscope. Everybody who's watching, yeah. I love that you did this because you were like. There's no turning back now. There's no turning back. You asked us in the room, will you do it? We hadn't signed and told Comedy Central if we're going to do it. You're like, are you guys going to do it? And And it put us on the spot. Real moment. We're like, yep, we're going to do it. I guess we have to. And and Jeff said something so great. He said something that Jon Stewart said to him. He passed that on to us where he's like, he was like, Jeff dropped that one. Uh, (laughs) He said, live in the discomfort. Out of the d- discomfort comes funny. We were uncomfortable with the notion of Spell- and, why? 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 Are you so, yeah. Yeah, why uncomfortable? Why? What's wrong? Because number one, we had never done it before. Yes, we had judged totally. and we had done roast judge, but like there is a different. We're, we're, we have a respect for it. It's almost like a when you. It's like Siegfried and Roy, you know, the tigers are there. It's like, you got to love them, but you got you got to realize that they could bite your fucking neck off. Uh, right. So you realize how difficult it is. And the way. better, the better comedy. Oh, we had Siegfried and Roy on. They weren't as good as you guys. They're not as funny. They're not as good roasters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of them went for the other one's throat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it is, I was talking about this last night after, you know, after the show. I was like, comedy is this like illusion it's it's like a magic trick in that the better you are at it the more the regular people who don't do it think they can do it because they you make it look so easy right so we're smart enough to know the see the strings and be like it's not that easy you can't just assume because we've judged that we're going to be good roasters. So we were taking it very seriously. Oh, I, so knew, like, I knew y'all was going to be high. Yeah, because you guys are students of comedy. You guys are students of this. Y'all I mean, really, you guys are awesome. Y'all funny is really underrated. And yeah. I, it's, it's really kind of sick. Back in a compliment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get, mean, I think you're funny. Yeah, I mean, listen, ooh, I'm ooh, trying to get you that commercial, else, man. Yeah. <laughs> listen, you guys are everybody's favorite nobodies. Hey, said this which is like the nicest thing. And then every time I think about that, I'm like, why are we? It's so sad. It's so sad. Because really, when you're with us, you're in good hands. Like State uh, Farm. Hey, that State Farm. That was all State. Uh, yeah, uh, that was all State, bitch. I took it to another place. So we're progressive guys over here. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what I know people at home want to know, like, because because what you said, Pat, on the rollout show, you was like, I never battled my brother. Did you guys have, like, like shit you couldn't say to each other? There, I mean, yes. There, was that a conversation? There's, yes. Because yes. there's stuff that we're like, how is this... Because we, again, we said, what's the pathway for the absolute best show? We knew we had a narrow pathway to do what we then were able to pull off out there, which to us made us feel great. Because we're like, we have a build. It's like, it's Star Wars. It's the last shot. You got to get it through the thing, and then it goes down there. And And that's the only way you blow up the Death Star. You can't blow it up any other way. Like, that's the one to do it. And so we were like, I mean, there's things in Jay's life. Like, Jay's wife had a miscarriage. Am I going to really go after that? Yeah. It's like, my wife's written a lot about it, and it's a big part of her uh, career. And she's, it's deep. And it's, so it's in her act. It's in her act. No, but she's, but it is one of those things that, like, 
part of our shtick. It was a deep, <laughs> it was a deep, deep thing for us. And I know you, Pat, you I went through lived the same through thing. it your, yep. yourself. Hey, guys, I had one too. Hey, uh, uh, that you know about. Here's the oh. count. <laughs> count. Look, like high school. So. You were like, that's a miscarriage. But hey, it it's happens. a half a point. It's still a dead baby. But yeah, guys, no, it's you're right, it's you're nature's right. abortion. Look, Stop. listen to me. I heard the words dead baby. I'm like, Stop. is Jeselnik here? No. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that's something that's like deep and me and meaningful to us and me and my life. And we were like, we're not, you cannot touch that. And what's the point of going? Because yeah, we, nobody wants to hear that. But by the way, we've seen you roasted, and people go at it. Like they'll Big go time, hard yeah. at that in the belly room, and we're like, "That's not us." So that would be us putting on a different set of clothes to do mm-hmm. this thing. And yes. Again, we were like, "How do we do it in the way that is the best version of what we do?" We're great joke writers. We believe we can deliver the jokes really well. We have a great chemistry on stage. So that's what we're working with as opposed to like there's some areas we don't want to go. You guys avoid it being unnecessarily mean just so that you can be true to yourselves. And also you got to look at like, you know, we did this a lot on our show Cheap Seats. Like sometimes... Sometimes you'd have a really good joke, one joke, but if you did this joke, it would wipe out the three jokes that follow it, mm-hmm. and it would not make them hit at all, land. And so you're like, what's the trade-off? Like, I guess we could do this one, but then we lose these three that are all, the amalgamation of those three is worth more than that one. But but that being said, you guys found really good middle ground because it's not like you went easy on each other. No, you, no, no. You said he was a bad father. You yeah, said you're not in a healthy uh, yeah. relationship. I mean, I, I said I, we have our birthday together just so it shows that he has friends too. I mean, Ooh, like, that's, right. they, we did not hold back in those ways. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, speaking of that battle, uh, let's get into a, uh, a few joke exchanges from uh, Randy versus Jason that the premiered on Comedy Central uh, this Tuesday. All right. Brothers, are we ready? Let's roast. I love that sound. Uh, Randy and I share the exact same DNA, which means I could kill and he could take credit for it, which is exactly what happens whenever we do stand-up comedy. Jason had a hemorrhoid surgery that didn't work. Okay. So, win or lose tonight, his ass is getting creamed. <laughs> you're, you're like my hemorrhoids. You're shitty and I can't get rid of you. Yeah. And, and yet, somehow, you're a giant pain in my ass. Okay, okay. <laughs> Can I do my jokes? Do it. Order, order. Order. Uh, Randy was raised as a Jew. Spoiler alert. Then he married a Jew, and for some reason, they have a Christmas tree in their house every year, which I think is funny. And I remember one time, he asked me where he should put the tree, and I said, put it under the photo of our grandparents who hid during the Holocaust. Why, why you got a Christmas tree? My I wife mean. grew up with it. Her, uh, You want the real reason? I wonder what they eat, man. So my wife's grandfather worked for IBM at a time when Jews were not allowed to work. Like, IBM was slightly less uh, anti-Semitic than the Klan. Wow. So, uh, so he, he had, shout out to the Klan. Are we dropping we're name names? dropping. <laughs> I'm dropping names, I'm dropping sheets. Uh, <laughs> so, so he was working, he actually worked with IBM and, and created the computer program that decoded the Dead Sea Scrolls. Wow. So he worked with this 
Padre Busta, this guy in Italy who worked with the Vatican. So he's working high up, high clearance. He had to lie and say that he wasn't Jewish. He did not have a Jewish name, didn't really look Jewish, and had to lie. And say, so her mom grew up, Christmas tree in their house growing up. And so like that, it just got passed down in the same way that, and so even though she's Jewish, and I never had it. And Jay and I, this is such a bone of contention. If my parents kind of, if our dad was alive, he'd be like, what the fuck what are you doing? What are you doing, doing with that? <laughs> and so yeah. thankfully, he's, thankfully he's no yeah. longer alive cause, to see that. But I was, it was a very hard thing, and I pushed back on it really hard. So, I mean, Jay bringing that up in this thing is a very much a like, yeah, my wife won that argument. My oh, kids, in, so that's in my he emasculated you with yeah. So now I got a Christmas yeah. tree in my though. house, God, but damn. it was great. And our mom's parent, our mom's parents hid from the Nazis in the Holocaust. So it's not even like we're making that. That's real, you know. Mm. And again, every role that we've gone out for together, Jason's got over me. It just has happened that way. So Seriously. I love that you say it just has happened that way. Like it, <laughs> like it happened you, you to me. Like I didn't two. earn that <laughs> shit. I'll be honest. I hope the Nazis never find your family. <laughs> I mean, they still could. Look, uh, we're, not, we're not going to Argentina anytime soon. Yeah, right. That's what so, uh, how does that happen? Like, how does that... I mean, it's because we don't do it that often, and he just... He just I give him credit. I better. give him credit where credit's better. But y'all, but y'all, I'm better. <laughs> who's, the, all right, who's the favorite? <laughs> who's Mama Scalar's favorite? Uh, okay, so you, you no. Yeah, no, I mean, she, she will tell you there is no, no favorite. favorite. Yes. There's no favoritism. And to their credit, our parents raised us in a great way to not be super dependent on each other to where we don't have anything else out around us, but also to depend on each other and be like, yeah, this is your best friend. This is someone who, it's more than a best friend. This is someone who you can... It's like a brother. He's I like mean, a brother. This, this is very Smart. real. This is very real and truthful and deep. And this is... Our parents had a baby girl a year before we were born, and she died days after, days after she was born. One year to the day after she died, they had... And they didn't know they were having twins. They got two healthy babies it's like biblical that's like a parable that you don't even like understand and that informs the way they felt about us for their entire lives they were grateful that they had us they couldn't believe that i don't know what they believed in i don't know what their god situation was but i know that they believed that they were given a gift they were something was taken away and their lives were destroyed and they i think said you guys are special you guys can do something great you guys are whether ancient. they knew what it was gonna be. They they had they you know, knew it was the rose. They knew it was the rose battle. battle. They knew that's what it was. <laughs> they could foresee me telling you. They, no, the only thing they, they foresaw was Coach T. Uh, <laughs> there will be a man. I see a coach in your future. I see a T. Who's bad? Uh, and they, but they really instilled in us the belief that we were special and 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 were put here on this earth to maybe do something unique and special. And I feel like we've lived with that in the back of our minds and our subconscious forever. And that's what gave us the confidence. I think even in this moment when we didn't think we could do this thing to do it. Yes. And you guys perform admirably and thank you guys so much for doing it. Um, but I bet your sister was fucking hilarious. Oh, she man, was. she would have been. She would have been great. She would have been great. She would have been one of the greats. <laughs> she is now going to be a subject of an Anthony Chesson. No! Uh, yeah, so you guys uh, you guys didn't beat each other. You guys tied. I mean, we... Here's it was thing. a draw. Well, so we went at each other hard. I mean, we went at each other. I thought... I mean, I had, Harder than I, th- I imagined you guys got. I, I had you guys nine jokes. didn't want to go that hard. Yeah. I had nine jokes, and I was happy <laughs> with all of them. I had one extra one that I didn't do that I was like, this is not going to do well. But uh, I was like, because Jay, just because of Jay's situation, he's got littler kids than me. 
and just that I have to do more of the work in the in our relationship. Mm-hmm. It just falls to me more. I'm like, you know, Jay worked really hard on his jokes. It's the first time he's ever worked on. Right. He's never worked that hard on anything that we've ever done. <laughs> I was like, here's the, here's how Jay, and which is why Jay is nothing like an abacus, because you can count on an abacus. That's now a great joke, but people would, there's no way. Right. The, the, I don't know what that is. No way the hotties in the front row would know what it is. It's like was? A, it's an old school, old you know, you Chinese, take the beats, you take the beats and you, you count. Okay, anyway. How the hell is I supposed to know uh, that? Exactly. You aren't. Uh, you, go to, you go to school. I said my joke that I didn't do was the one I did in rehearsal, and I was like, yeah, I burned that one, which is that... Uh, I in second. second grade I was identified as gifted, uh, and then every year after that Randy was identified as Jason's less gifted brother. It's right. <laughs> a great joke. Yeah. So those are the. Two well, I was going to say our last year Randy was identified as juror number six. Hey. <laughs> so that okay. So those were our tenth jokes. So we wrote and, and were believed in them and were ready to deliver them and like wanted to deliver them. So we went at it hard. I thought. I literally stood at the end of that, and I'm like, I don't know who did better. I it, thought that I, I thought that if I was judging our own battle, okay, I thought Randy had two haymakers in there that really landed. They hit, but he had one. The the one about the friends was the only Good one that joking. got slightly less. Yes. The birthday party got slightly less. I would say. I didn't have quite as high a highs as he did, but every single joke that more I consistent. did. And then consistent. the overtime jokes, we told four more jokes. The yeah. o- we told one in the judging, too. So all yeah. the overtime jokes were even. We're even. I would say they're even. So you got to ask yourself, who's the winner of a battle like that? Someone who has two big scores or someone who has all of them scored? And by the way, we've judged. How many times have we judged? Uh, I mean, we countless. judge every month. Right. Okay, yeah. so we've judged, and I've. And I've seen, you know, we've judged winners all the time. And I've seen maybe, one, okay, so do you remember that battle that was the, the guy in the wheelchair? I forget his name. I love Joe Urell. So yeah. And the, and the guy who's transitioning. Woman. Robin yeah, Tran. Robin, Robin, Robin Tran. Yeah, yeah, we, Robin just, Tran. We, we just played that we on the last episode. On, yeah, okay. And played it on so, so that one. That was, dude. That was a tie. <laughs> that's tech. That so, so that was a tie, right? Yeah. That was a tie. And I... As a judge, you never want it to be a tie. But right. I have to tell you, I sat and watched that battle, and I'm like, I I don't know who is going to win this thing, and I feel comfortable giving this as a tie. So in the lore of the show, I'm thinking about this. As I'm standing on stage, I was actually thinking about that right. battle. I'm like, in the lore of the show, if this is a tie, if you put your hand over my head, which is the way you do the undercard battles and the audience cheers and mm-hmm. then Jay's head and the audience cheers, and you can't really tell the difference, then you yeah. know, that's it. Oh, yeah, we, we went eight mile. I mean, the audience may not see that, but yeah, we went eight mile and said, "All right, we got to we have to decide something because the judges can't decide, and we don't want to tie. We want to split these guys up. Who's the funnier Skalar?" Mm-hmm. And then they said, "No, nah, it was it. they like both you guys." Couldn't do it. And, and again, I mean, I'm I don't feel bad about that outcome. It's not like I needed to know who's the funnier Skalar because <laughs> you already know. And yeah, actually, it's, it's me. me. I have the prettier eyes. Uh, so, the, but the point is that, like, better in the role to play your life, it, I would get that role. <laughs> He'd beat me out for it. <laughs> He beat me out. We're looking for a Randy Sklar type. Jason. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Damn. Hey, that was the Sklar brothers. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, on the tie, we didn't find out who was funnier, but ultimately you guys are both funny together. You found out who was cuter. <laughs> and keeping up with the family night theme, we've got an old school battle in the belly room between exes Dan Nolan, our favorite ex-heroin addict, versus his now ex-girlfriend, Nicole Buchanan, who she lost her virginity to. You're a gentleman. Let's do it, Nicole. Dan, we ready? Let's roast! Nicole has resting, resting face. (laughs) Dan, a 
had to stop dating black girls because he kept trying to snort the ash off their knees. Nicole has a gay brother, so at least someone in that family knows how to suck a dick. Washing machine. So just like you, it got clean, but it's still a piece of shit. <laughs> the reason I broke up with Nicole is because if you really care about someone, you should let them go. Fuck a bunch of black guys. <laughs> You know, Dan, a lot of people ask if we'll get back together, uh, but I guarantee you'll relapse on heroin before I relapse on mediocre dick. He took your virginity like three months ago. How do you have anything to compare that to? (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? The ugliest host in podcast history. (laughs) Coach T, Brian Moses, and Fat Pat Barker. (laughs) And Jeff Ross, the Roast Master General, signing off for another edition of the Roast Battle Podcast. We love you. Thank you, fans. It's a good show. <laughs>